Welcome to the Becoming a Better You podcast, where personal growth meets professional development. This is your source for soft skills awareness, enhancement, and personal mastery. I'm your host and your guide, Herm Allen. It is my desire that today you will walk away one step closer to becoming a better you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better You podcast with Herm Allen. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope you have been getting something from the previous episodes. Uh, Something I want to put out there, and I just want to invite everyone to engage with me. I want to know how you feel about what it is that I'm talking about. If it's helpful, if you have suggestions or other ideas in addition to what I'm sharing each and every week. If you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes and this is your first episode, by all means, take a listen. Uh, I do believe you will get something out of it and uh, that it's something that you can use on a daily basis or even if you want to share it with someone. So by all means, go ahead and and do that. I'd appreciate it. All you have to do is just send me a message. I do have in the podcast notes uh, below is to just send me an email to podcast at fourimpactforpersonalgrowth.com. So just go down and you'll see my email address uh, or you'll be able to go to my website and send something on uh, inside the, the contact page. All right. Today we're going to talk about how to approach conflict. And this is going to be a two part series. Uh, In part one, I'm going to give you the first three of six ways to approach conflict. My goal for you today is that you'll have another addition to your personal growth toolbox. So let's go ahead and get started. Unless you live in a cave as a hermit, there's no way to avoid conflict with other people. Whether you're on the job, at home, at a social gathering, or even in church, Yeah, I said it. You're going to encounter some form of conflict. However, even though you won't avoid conflict, there are ways to approach it when it arrives at your doorstep. So first of all, here's the first way of how to approach conflict. Distinguish facts from fiction. When we disagree with someone, We frequently get worked up over not just the incident that happened, but the judgments we made about the situation and the person, the emotions that were evoked in us, and the story we make up about what it all means. In other words, there's usually two sides to every story, and the truth is somewhere in between. We definitely get caught up in things other than what are the facts of the situation that's causing the conflict. There's going to be differences of opinion. 
there's going to be different perspectives. There will even be different solutions. However, take ownership for your own emotions in this. Catch this. The other person didn't make you feel a particular way. They did what they did. You chose to feel the way you did. Okay. Now, again, we're, we're going to focus on the facts here. Because when you don't focus on the facts, you do get caught up in the emotion of the situation at hand. And that leads us into the second manner in which to approach conflict. You want to distinguish motives and emotions. You know, we often assume we know what the other person was intending to do, quote, to us. The only thing we really know is the reaction we had to the other person's behavior or to what they said. Recognize that they may not have meant to disrespect or hurt or ignore or control you. And if they did mean to, you validate what they said by believing or accepting what's said or done. If you go back to one of my earlier episodes, why words should never hurt you, what people say is either true or false. Oftentimes that causes conflict and we get emotionally wrapped up into things other than the facts. And if the facts that they are presenting are not factual and untrue, then why is there any conflict? Address them and move on. What you also want to do is you want to seek to understand their motive or intent and check your emotional response or reaction as well. Again, understand the motive and the emotions behind what's being discussed in this conversation or in this meeting or whatever is going on that has created conflict. Also, recognize that if you're the perpetrator, just because your motive was innocent, that doesn't negate the feelings the other person experienced. Because if you're going to emote and have feelings, the other person will too. Now, you don't want to get into this emotional battle because that's totally not going to solve the situation at hand. All you're going to do is both of you are going to be saying something that the other person is not even hearing or even considering. Conflict is a double-edged sword. Conflict is a double-edged sword. So the first two ways in which to approach conflict. First, distinguish the facts from fiction. You know, don't get worked up over, you know, the judgments that's being made about the situation and the person. Don't get caught up in the emotions. Distinguish the motive and emotions that are involved. You know, seek to understand the motive or the intent and check your your own emotional reaction or response as well. All right. Hold on. We're, we're going to come right back and pick up on, you know, this, the, the third approach to conflict. And we'll get right back into it right after this message. Free your mind. Orient yourself to excellence. Create a new mindset. Use your resources. Seek significance. 
These are the five principles covered in my self-published book, Focus. Five essential principles to reach your goals for students and other smart people. This book is not about goal setting per se, but instead takes you, the reader, on an introspective journey where reaching your goals should leave evidence that you lived a life of significance. If living a life of significance is important to you, and leaving a purposeful legacy behind is desired, then pick up your copy today. Now available on Amazon.com. All right, welcome back. Our third way to approach conflict is convert complaints to requests. How do you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked, Herm. Imagine that any complaint, yours or another's, is really a request in disguise. The next time you catch yourself complaining, stop, then ask for it. Ask for what? Your request. Because usually when we're complaining about something, there's probably something wrong and you have a request to either address it or to solve it. So really your complaint converted to a request. But when you make your request, make your request known to someone who has the power to grant your request. Complaining and or making requests to anyone else won't get your problem solved. You know, going to your buddy and complaining about something who has no authority or power to change what your request is, you're basically just causing more conflict. You're stirring things up. So that's not going to help the situation. Become what I call a completionary. Yeah, I just made that word up. A completionary. What is a completionary? That's someone who makes a valid complaint, but pairs it with a viable solution. Hmm, a novel concept. You make a valid complaint, but you have a parallel viable solution to your complaint. So that's what being a completionary is. You have a complaint, but you also have a solution. Imagine if we did more of that as opposed to just being one-sided and complaining but not being a part of the solution. If the complaint is from another person, find the request in their complaint. And together, both of you can find a viable solution. This may be new to you or it may not be new to you. Nonetheless, are you using it? Are you using it on a daily basis? From complaint to solution. So these are the first three ways to approach conflict. One, distinguish fact from fiction. Get an actual, factual account of what the conflict is in the first place. Two, distinguish motives and emotions. Is the conflict intentionally or emotionally driven? And three, Convert complaints to requests. Recognize that a complaint is a request in disguise. 
So as you go about your week, you are most assured to encounter some form of conflict, either at home, at work, or in your social circles. Now, during that time, see if you can apply one or more of these tools I just gave you to approach the conflict which you may encounter. Next time, we will address three additional ways in which you can approach conflict. Don't be afraid of conflict, though. Instead, face it head on with effective strategies that will set you apart from the rest in your quest to becoming a better you. With that being said, you already know. Personal growth makes you better. So we're going to see you next time. Take care.